Hi, this is Pastor Jim. Thanks for joining us for this week's message from Riverside Church. I believe you will be inspired and blessed by the Word of God. We'd love to welcome you to one of our services next time you're in the Brisbane area. If you'd like to know more about us, go online at www.riversidecc.org.au or like us on Facebook to hear about up-and-coming events. I hope you enjoy the message. God bless you. Good morning, everyone. Why don't you turn to someone and say, you look good. No, you've got to go, you look good. You've got to get the good. Do that on the bus and see what happens, all right? That'll get their attention. A friend of mine told me, you know how you can, you know, like, COVID the whole thing going and all the rest of it, and sometimes you get on the bus and, you know, you just want to have the seat to yourself. Is there anyone like that? Come on, be on. You want the seat to yourself and people come on. Well, a friend of mine said, I can tell you how you can keep the seat to yourself. I said, how do you do that? He said, well, if you're sitting there and, you know, someone eyeballs you and they're looking for that seat, as they're walking to come to the seat, what you do, you just go, (laughs) come and sit with me. Guarantee you, they won't. (laughs) It's good to be in God's house. Amen? That's good. Good to see so many friends Wow. Hey, you guys. Good to see you. Welcome. Wonderful. Great you're visiting with us. Let's get into God's Word this morning. Amen? Amen. It's so good. So good. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. That name is above every other name. We want to see Jesus. Lord, by your Spirit, reveal Jesus. Father, send that revelation We ask this in your mighty name. And everyone said, Amen. We are continuing on in our series of the book of John. And the book of John is a great book. It helps us to understand who Jesus is. And there's incredible truth there. So this morning we're reading from John chapter 5. And we're going to read from verse 25 through to 47. It's a long reading. And actually, John 5 is, is actually Jesus just talking about who He is and, you know, what the reality of life is about when we find it in Him. So, if we've got it up on the screen, I'll let you uh, click on that and follow us through. Okay. So, Jesus is continuing His dialogue and this part of a dialogue is really important to understand because Jesus has just made six claims about Himself. So let's read it and then we will look. And he says, And I assure you that the time is coming. Indeed, it is here now when the dead will hear my voice, the voice of the Son of God. And those who, will, those who listen will live. The Father has life in Himself and He has granted that same life-giving power to His Son. And He has given Him authority to judge everyone because He is the Son of Man. Don't be so surprised. Indeed, the time is coming when all the dead in their graves will hear the voice of God's Son and they will rise again. Now, in Matthew chapter 27, if I could just throw something in there, verse 52, it talks about how the old saints, the holy people of old, the graves opened up and they began to walk around people. So when Jesus was raised from the dead and He came, He gave the voice of the shout and the dead came out. So this is a historical fact 
So Jesus is saying, hey, when I shout, life, life comes. Those who have done good will rise to experience eternal life. And those who have, co- have continued in evil will rise to experience judgment. I can do nothing on my own. I judge as God tells me. Therefore, my judgment is just because I carry out the will of the one who sent me, not my own will. Now, I don't want to focus on this portion of Scripture this morning, maybe a little bit later on if we're looking at something, but this next portion, as Jesus continues, is really where I want to get to this morning. So Jesus continues on and He says this, If I were to testify on my own behalf, my testimony would not be valid, but someone else is also testifying about me. And I assure you that everything he says about me is true. In fact, you sent investigators to listen to John the Baptist, and his testimony about me was true. Of course, I have no need of human witnesses, but I say these things so that you might be saved. John was like a burning and shining lamp, and you were excited about for a while about his message. But I have a greater witness than John, my teachings and my miracles. The Father gave me these to accomplish the works, to, uh, gave me these works to accomplish. And they proved that He sent me. And the Father who sent me has testified about me Himself. You have never heard His voice or seen Him face to face. And you do not have His message in your hearts because you do not believe me, the one He sent to you. You search the Scriptures because you think that they give you eternal life. But the Scriptures point to me, yet you refuse to come to me to receive this life within you. Your approval means nothing to me, because you know you don't have God's love within you. For I have come to you in my Father's name, and you have rejected me. Yet if others come in their own name, you gladly welcome them. No wonder you can't believe, for you gladly honor each other but you don't care about the honor that comes from the one who alone is God. Yet, it isn't I who will accuse you before the Father. Moses will accuse you. Yes, Moses, in whom you put your hopes. If you really believed Moses, you would have believed me, because he wrote about me. But since you don't believe what he he wrote, how will you believe in what I say? Now, that is one long passage of Scripture, isn't it? And there is a lot in there. So, after Jesus had said this previously, we've got to remember that He makes six claims about Himself. He claimed that He was basically the same in nature as God. He was the same person as God. You know, the character, the essence of who God is. Jesus claimed to be God. And he called him his father. He claims to do the same works as a father did. Like in the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. So Jesus was there at the beginning of creation and creating. He claims the same power as God. That all things are held by the power of his name. He claims the same authority. In Matthew chapter 28, Jesus said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. So the equality with God. He claims worship, worship Him as one, and then He claims truth. So after He makes all these claims, 
from that previous message, I said, they are important for us because those claims are part of our confession, part of the proclamation that we make as believers, that Jesus alone is to be worthy of worship. We don't worship rugby league. We might enjoy it, but we don't worship it. We don't worship the clothes that we put on. We don't worship our family. We don't worship our work. We worship Jesus and Him alone. He makes that claim that you should worship me because I am the Son of God. And part of our confession is that He has all authority and power. If you have ever been in a work situation where your boss is trying to lord it over you and say, well, you know, we, we gave you this, this job and then, mm, then guess what? Well, then we can take it away. They have no authority over me. Christ is the authority over my life. He's the power of my life. You know, if people threaten you, remember there is a greater authority that, that rules over that. And his name is Jesus. We don't have to fear. We don't have to fear what's going on in COVID. We'd be wise. We'd be smart about it. But we don't have to fear it. We are to honor God. We are to reverence Him. So Jesus makes these claims, and they are part of our confession that He is Lord. Everything He, pro he claimed, we proclaim. But how can we really be convinced or sure that what He claims about Himself is true? How can you be absolutely sure? Well, in this dialogue that we've just read that he speaks, we can be absolutely convinced and sure. So let's continue on. And just, I'm going to take verse 31, 32, just to start with. Jesus says this, If I were to testify on my own behalf, my testimony would not be valid. And that word valid there is an important word. It means worthy of belief, or suitable evidence. So Jesus says, if, if I was just to testify about myself, it wouldn't be really valid, okay? It wouldn't be the, the strength to it. There's no, there's no real proof if I'm just talking about myself. Have you ever met someone who claims to be just an absolutely amazing person? Oh, I can fix cars. Oh, I've been in a spaceship. Oh, yeah, I can run 100 miles. There's actually a leader in Asia who claimed that he got uh, a score of 18 playing golf. His whole round was 18. All right? A little bit delusional, I think. But people make claims all the time about themselves. But how can you be sure? Just imagine if two people were talking about me, say, and one says, well, what do you think Pastor Jim's like? And the other person says, well, he makes this claim, he's a nice guy. But I tell you the truth, he's a really nice guy. <laughs> yeah, I accept that in Jesus' name. You know, someone claims something about themselves, but where's the, the proof in the pudding? And Jesus says, if I testify about myself, truly... Hey, it's not valid. The reality is, when Jesus, you know, 
claimed these things and he could testify about himself because he was truth. He is truth. That's one of the things that we proclaim, that he is the way, the truth and the life. But Jesus says, I'm not going to do that because Jesus fulfilled the letter of the law. And in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 17, it says, let everything be established by two or three witnesses so that it can be found to be true. So other people testifying about you. So Jesus says, if I were to testify on my own behalf, my testimony would not be valid because of you guys are so tied to the law that you want it to happen and you want me to think, hey, mm, he's not doing it. So he says, okay, but someone, someone else is also testifying about me. And I assure you that everything he says about me is true. So Jesus makes the claim and then he says, okay, because he's, he's sitting there talking to all these religious leaders who are going, oh yeah, he's saying he's the son of God. They're getting really hot under the collar. He's saying that he should be worshipped. They're just getting mad. He says he's equal with God, same substance as God, and they're just mad, mad, mad. He says, I, won't, I just won't uh, validate myself, but there is someone who can validate me. And that he there is God the Father. And God the Father, he assures us completely. In fact, God the Father reveals a threefold testimony about the Son. The Father brings a threefold testimony about Jesus. Because when he says, but someone else is also testifying about me, that's the Father. And that's when we start to unload, where I want you to kind of like understand that we have to make sure that in our proclamation that Jesus is Lord. The, the, the time that we stand forth and say that Jesus is the Son of God, that He is worthy of worship, we establish His Lordship over our life. Because our life is not our own, it's His. And everything that we go through, if we default to that Jesus is Lord, I can walk through the fire, I can walk through the flames, you know, I can go through deep times, as long as I keep my eye on Jesus, He is going to bring us through. You know, there's some Christians who only come to church when they get into trouble. As a pastor for the last 30 years, you know what I've seen? I've seen people, when they get into trouble, they come to church, and when the trouble gets fixed, they go out of church. Hey, that's, that's fine. I understand that that's what happens sometimes, but I tell you what, God is not just the answer to your problem. God is God, and we should worship Him. So he testifies, the Father reveals a threefold testimony about Jesus. And that's what I want to kind of like give you this morning. Because the claims that he made, they have to be, you know, um, kind of like welded with something that's true about a testimony about him. So, as we have read, it says, Jesus is saying, in fact, you sent investigators, plural, to listen to John the Baptist, and his testimony about me was true. I have no need of human witnesses, but I say these things so that you might be saved. There is the answer to life there. 
to be saved. Saved from the power of sin. John was like a shining lamp. You see, John wasn't the light. He was a shining lamp that held the light. Just that, like you are, the light of the world because you hold him. You're, you're the lamp of God wherever you go in your workplace. John was like a burning, shining lamp, and you were excited for a while about his message. Isn't that kind of like the heart of people to be excited about something for a little bit? Let us never lose our love and our passion for Christ. So the question is, where did John the Baptist get this testimony from? He got the revelation from the Father. He received the revelation from the Father. How do I know that? Well, in Matthew chapter 16, verse 16, when, John the, uh, when Peter was asked, who do you say that I am? Peter says, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said, you did not receive this from man, but you received it from my Father in heaven. So John the Baptist got the revelation that Jesus was the Son of God. When he said, behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. He got the revelation. We get revelation from the Father by the Holy Spirit concerning Jesus. Revelation about Jesus comes from the Father by the Spirit of God. If you want to know who Jesus is, then pray, Father, give me revelation by your Spirit of the reality of who Jesus Christ is. If you never get that revelation, it's because we haven't been pressing in to ask God. You have to search Him out and seek Him. John received that revelation from the Father and he proclaimed it. And they had sent the religious people to say, let's investigate John the Baptist. If you truly want to know who Jesus is, then ask the Father. Listen to this portion of Scripture that we're going to come to in a few weeks. It's John 6, verse 44 to 46. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them to me. Do you know the Father by His Spirit draws you to the Son? And at the last days, I will raise them up. As it is written in the Scriptures, they will be taught by God. Everyone who listens to the Father and learns from Him comes to me. Not anyone, has it, no one has ever seen the Father, only I who was sent from God has seen Him. For no one can come to the Father unless the Father who sent me draws them to Him. We have to ask the Father, Lord, give me revelation of Jesus. I want to know who He is. I know that He was a man who lived. You know, a lot of people give Jesus credit for being a good man, healed people, you know, uh, fed people, yeah, great prophet, good teaching, and that's where it lays. That is not enough, folks. You've got to know Him as the Son of God, that He is life, that when we plug into Jesus, we get life in an abundance. It's in here, this conviction, that you would stand up and you would, you would surrender your life for the truth of the gospel. That's why people who have lost their life know who he is for his life. John received the revelation and proclaimed it. 
Many years ago, Pavey and I were talking about witnessing and sharing our faith. And Pavey told me a story that she, she was sharing her faith with someone who just was so logical and so pragmatic that they just didn't get it. And Pavey would say, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died for my sins. And that by, by believing in his complete and, you know, work on the cross, I will be saved by faith. And I believe in my heart and I confess it with my mouth that he is Lord. And this person would say, well, it just doesn't make sense to me. It's just not logical that someone would die for someone else. And they would give all the reasons, logical reasons. How can they get all those animals into the ark? How can the world be flooded? How can an axe head float? Everything that would come. And Pavi would just sit there and smile. And then one day she said to him this, you can argue with me as logically as you like, but you can never disprove God because I have experienced who he is. And once you've experienced who he is, everything else is secondary. Everything else. He says about me that I am his son. And I know it. I know it. Without any thought whatsoever, he is my father. You see, you can't win an argument with someone if they're just logical. You need that revelation that Jesus is the son of God. And you can get it. I got it when I was 19. And I said, God, you prove yourself to me. You show me that you are real. Show me the truth. And I started to get revelation about who Jesus was. And one night, as a young punk rocker, drug-taking, drinking, girl-chasing guy, God gave me a dream. And it wasn't like hell itself, but it was like the end of the world, to be honest. It was dark and gloomy. And I woke up in a pool of sweat. And I said, Lord, I believe. Come into my life. He gave me the revelation of who he was. And my life changed. It was like going from darkness to light. I mean, you look at me now and you think, wow, that guy's really wonderful. But it's taken Jesus to do it. I didn't do it by myself. Relinquishing my will to him. And he made himself alive to me. So Jesus says, John the Baptist, he testified about me from the Father. So Jesus continues. I love this. Look what he says. He says, John was like a burning, shining lamp. And you were excited for a while. The testimony revealed by John the Baptist. And then Jesus goes on and says, But I have a greater witness than John. My teachings and my miracles. The Father gave me these works to accomplish. They prove that He sent me, and the Father who sent me has testified about me Himself. Incredible. He's testified about Him Himself. And then He goes on to say, the test, uh, You have never heard the voice or seen His face, and you do not have the message in your hearts because you do not believe me 
the testimony was revealed by miracles. Do you remember John, uh, sorry, Nicodemus, when he came to Jesus at night? Nicodemus said basically this, he says, we know that you are from God. We all know that God has sent you to teach us because your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. Miracles. Who's ever had a miracle? Turn around and have a look. Miracle in people's lives. Miracle in people's lives. You know, the babies that have been born in this church are a miracle. Yeah. You know, the baby just recently that came in by, uh, into, a, into the world with Matt and Lauren, little baby born with holes in her heart, holes in his heart, and God healed him. My kids are a miracle. I mean, once Jackie had a tumor in her neck the size of a golf ball, we prayed for her, went back to the doctor, and the doctor says, it's not there anymore. That's a miracle. Alex was literally on fire once. He got under the house, opened up a can of petrol, spilled it all out, and we had a gas hot water system with a pilot light. And Alex was on fire for the Lord, literally. He was, and do you know now there is a mark on his foot as big as my pinky nail? Miracle is life. God's in the miracles. How do we know that? Because we see it. And it's only by in the name of Jesus. When we prayed for Jackie, we prayed in the name of Jesus. When we prayed for Alex, he, he had bandages from here to here and on his arm. And we prayed that his skin would be good. And it is smooth as a baby's body, let me tell you. You go up after church and say, let me... Let me feel your skin, brother. That's something that Alex would not like at all. all right? But I'm the father and I'm the pastor and I get to say something that I like. All right. I am a miracle. I am a miracle. I got so drunk one night. I'm telling you, God saved me. I'm te- I was just so drunk. I'm driving home and I drive from Ipswich Road, the, the highway, it was, it was a road then, it wasn't a highway, all the way to Kamira, drunk. And as I'm pulled onto Old Logan Road that some people know, I thought to myself, I wonder what it's like to drive in America. So I went onto the right-hand side of the road and drove all the way home. Not a car in sight. Pulled in to home, went to bed and woke up and thought, that was a really dumb thing to do. I mean, I was dumb, but I wasn't. But I'm telling you, that's a miracle. And God saves us and holds us. I could tell you so many stories, I tell you. Man, I had squashed discs in my back and I couldn't play golf for 10 years. God healed me and now I can play golf. 
well, I call it golf. Some people just call it hitting a ball sometimes. But I'm t- I want you to know, folks, that when you ask him into your life and get that revelation who he is, your life changes. I was in a boat. No, I won't go on. I drowned once when I was seven years old. My uncle told me, when you go into the water, pick a mark, turn around and come back to that mark. That way you know it was only this deep. So being seven years and really smart, there was a man, I never forget, this is a man and a little girl playing, building a sandcastle. So I was out there in the water, blah, 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 and I turned around and the little man and the girl were over there. So I, I thought, well, maybe I've drifted. So I went, I went over and I came back. And as I came back, just bouncing in the water, you know, on the ground, I hit a hole, a dip. I went under. And do you know what I can remember? This is what I can remember. And I just went down under the water. Someone screamed, that dumb child is drowning over there. (laughs) My uncle got me, pulled me out, and the next thing I remember is that I'm vomiting up water on the beach. In our stupidity, God saves us, and he does the miraculous because God is good. God is good. And the testimony of Jesus back then was his miraculous works. The testimony about Jesus today is that he still does miracles. I am sure that you have better stories, dumber stories than mine, But God does miracles. He's the Son of God. Because Hebrews 13.8 tells us that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And what He's done then, He will do today and He will do tomorrow. Because He changes not. But wait, there's one more. And then He says this. this way you search the scriptures because you think they give you eternal life but the scriptures point to me you refuse to come to me to receive life the testimony that God brings is the word of God the scripture the the testimony about Jesus is revealed by Scripture. Do you know in the Old Testament, there are 351 prophecies concerning how Jesus would come. 351. And He fulfilled them all. It's amazing. The promise of eternal life does not come by searching the Scriptures. It's not by owning a Bible. It's not by even just reading the Bible. It's what's in the Bible and who the Bible points to. I don't want you to misunderstand me. I think it's really important that every day you should read your Bible. In fact, every morning when I get up, I post on our Facebook page and in the prayer Facebook link, the reading for the day. It is vitally important that you read it. But you have to read it with the understanding that 
it reveals Jesus as the Son of God. He is the foundation of our faith. When you read, look for him. I love what Ash posted up on Scripture, on the, our Bible reading the other day. It says, God will what? Yeah. God will rescue us. Wow. Incredible. The revelation that God is with us. 2 Timothy 3.15 tells us this. You have been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood. See, Timothy was taught them by his mother and by his grandmother. And they have given you the wisdom to receive salvation that comes by trusting in Christ. A good friend of ours, who is now in the Lord's presence, Frank McGreevy. There was actually uh, four of us that was part of that youth group. Jim was part of that youth group. This is in the early days. Myself, Pavey and Kari. And we got to share about how we come to faith in Christ. And I told them my story, and I think everyone was telling. And Frank said, I got saved in a really strange way. I said, what happened? He said, my mum bothered me. <laughs> Parents, bother your children. Encourage them, inspire them. He said, my mother bothered me to read the Word of God. Read the Bible, read the Bible, read the Bible. She didn't sound anything like that. Frank's mum was just a, a gem in herself, you know, beautiful woman, dot. And he said, well, what do I read? And she said, read the book of Revelation. So Frank read the book of Revelation at night, alone in his bed. <laughs> True story. He said, I got to it. He said, I was so scared. I said, Jesus, come into my life. And he got saved. The book of Revelation is the book of revelation of Jesus Christ. The revelation of Jesus Christ. And he got saved. And I tell you what, Frank, Frank, amazing man of God. True, true, true. So humble, hardworking, servant of the Lord. Greatly missed, greatly loved. It was the Scriptures that led him to salvation because the Scriptures revealed Jesus. You know, the Word of God is written by 40 different authors over a period of about 1,200 years. It's written in three languages. It's written on three continents. It has 17 historical books, five poetic books, 185 songs. There are over 611,000 words in your Bible. Do you know that there are over 100 million copies printed every year of the Bible? It is, it is the book that is stolen the most. People go into bookstores and steal the Bible. That's why they have to print a hundred million of them every year. But listen to this. Do you know where the biggest printing press for the Bible is? If you were to pick a country, you would go, nah. 
It's in Nanjing in China. The biggest printing press of Bibles every year is in China. Hasn't God got a good sense of humor? They employ over 600 people. <laughs> it's just wonderful. You know, like, there are 6,000 prophecies in the Bible. 3,000 have come to pass, and 3,000 are yet to come to pass. Three, like I said, 351 prophecies that Jesus fulfilled. And folks, I can know all that knowledge and just think, that's wonderful. That's interesting. That's fascinating. But if I never read it to discover who's in it and what's it about, then it's worth nothing. Nothing. And if you've got a Bible at home or on your phone and it's got dust on it, Wipe the dust off. Take the time to read it and receive revelation of who Jesus is. Jesus makes these six claims. Then Jesus tells us about the witness of the Father by three means, by John the Baptist, by his miracles, and then by the Word of God. And the question is, is why? Why does God do all that? Why is that so important? Because, why is it important to believe that Jesus is the Son of God? It is a, decla a declaration. <laughs> declaration? It's been a big day, folks. Declaration that God the Father and God the Son love you. That God loves you so much that He sent His Son to die for you. He makes that claim. He was obedient. He makes those claims. And then God the Father testifies to those claims so that you can have confidence, so you can be absolutely convinced that He is the Son of God, that when He died, He died for your sin. And He died to take away the power of sin out of your life. And taking the power of sin out of your life he gives you the ability, the capacity, the opportunity to grow in that life and to change. And then he gives you eternal life. How good is God? Do you remember when we first started looking at the book of John? And I asked you the question, what is the most important verse in the book of John? What's the purpose and it's John chapter 20, verse 31, where John says this, that these things are written so that you may continue to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing in His name, we will have life by the power of that name. If you want life by the power of His name, then you need to know Him. And you need to ask the Father. You need to ask the Father to give you revelation by His Spirit concerning the Son because He is light and there is no darkness in Him whatsoever. Why don't you stand with me this morning as we come to a time of closing. The purpose of the Word of God is to lead you 
to receive and have a revelation of Jesus. The more that I read and study the Gospel of John, the more amazing and fantastic it is and what he shows us. John was an old man. They say about 90 years old when he wrote this. Imagine reflecting about the life of Christ over 60 years. Wow, that must have been amazing. You know, I think about Paul the Apostle where he said, I want to know Christ, the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. And so somehow I might obtain and contain that life. That's powerful. Why don't you close your eyes and bow your head this morning? And if you don't know Jesus as the Son of God, I want you to just simply pray, Father, give me a revelation of Jesus by your Spirit a personal, real revelation that I might know Him. Simply, truly. Because the Father has testified by the prophet, the Baptist. He's testified and brought the testimony by His miracles that still happen today and through the Word of God. And if you've never received Christ, ask Him to come into your life today. If you're watching online, I pray that you would pray that prayer. Jesus, come into my life. Make yourself real to me. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, right now I want to thank you that by your word that you have given us that we can know Jesus in in his fullness. Lord, you declared that no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them to me. So I pray Father God, that you would draw us by your Spirit to Jesus to have a fresh and a new revelation who he is, the claims that he made, that he is the Son of God. This is the foundation of our faith, Christ Jesus, the Lord. And that by him dying on the cross for us, he fulfilled every aspect of the law. That by dying on the cross and shedding his blood, he's taken away the power of sin. And Lord, this morning we confess with our mouth because we believe in our heart that Jesus is Lord. And everyone said, Amen. Let me encourage you folks, keep pressing in to him. He will give you life and life in abundance. Amen. Thanks for listening today. I hope you subscribe to the podcast so you can be inspired weekly. God bless and have a great day.